When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, it's Megan Mitchell from Agents of Change. Thanks for checking out my podcast. If you enjoy the content, please check out my ASWB test prep courses for the bachelor's, master's, and clinical exams. Each Agents of Change course includes more than 30 key topics that closely match the ASWB KSA content areas. Our content is great for both auditory and visual learners and includes video walkthroughs, supplemental materials, hundreds of practice questions, and twice monthly live study groups with me. You can learn more and get 10 free practice questions at agentsofchangeprep.com. Hi there, this is Megan Mitchell, the founder of Agents of Change Social Work Test Prep. And I wanted to kick off the new year, 2022, with a new social work shorts. And today I'm going to be going over some of the myths and misconceptions around the ASWB exams. I often get a lot of questions and people are really misinformed about some of the different areas of the um, ASWB exams. So today we are going to bust some of those myths and set the record straight so that you can have the correct information as you are preparing to test for your ASWB exam. So let's go ahead and get started. So, there are tons of myths and misconceptions out there, especially on social media. And I always tell people, if you've been following along with Agents of Change, social media is full of misinformation. It can be a double-edged sword. However, you really need to do your research. Don't just assume because someone posted it on Facebook or on Instagram or on TikTok that that is accurate. You really also need to do your research. So be careful. Don't trust everything that you read. When in doubt, if you are ever questioning anything, it's always a good rule of thumb to go to the ASWB website and confirm the details. So as you can see here, I have left the web address. That is going to be your best start. There is also a candidate handbook on there. And I tell people, you really want to read the candidate handbook before you even begin studying. That is going to give you all the information and it is put out by the ASWB boards. So you do not need to worry about that information in there being um, incorrect. They are the ones that put out this information. So it is definitely a must as you are getting started. So here's our first myth, and I always hear this, that different states have different tests. So if I test in Michigan, it might be an easier test than if I take it in Oregon. That is false. The um, exams, uh, the LMSW, the master's level, and the clinical level, um, LCSW, are nationwide exams. So if you take the clinical level exam in one state, it would be the same as if you took it in a different state. It is not state by state the information on the exam would not be state specific. So um, you can take actually the test in a different state than you're living. So some people live in states that border our border states, so they might live in Ohio, take the test in Michigan. It is a nationwide exam. So people always ask me, does your materials 
prepare me for Texas specific. My materials prepare you for the master's and clinical level exams across the United States. However, the tests and levels of licensure have different names in some states. For example, in some states, the master's level exam is if once you're licensed at that level, it might be called the LMSW. It might be called the LGSW. Check with your licensing board so you know that you are registering for the correct level of licensure. The acronyms for the level of licensure do vary. How also, the requirements to become licensed vary from state to state. This might include um, supervision hours. This might include a variety of different things, including um, how many years you've been under clinical supervision. So make sure that you are checking your state's requirements. I have also sent a link here, social work license map, um, that will tell you each state's requirements and each state is different. And I am um, coming from this of a place of personal experience. I have licensure in two different states and they required different paperwork for each one. So make sure that you know what um, state you want to be licensed in and what that will require. However, know that it's not state specific this exam and it is a nationwide test. Our second myth, you should study as much as possible right up to the exam date. So I have people saying, you know, my exam's in one day, my exam's in two days, should I cram? Research says no, um, and you can see my emoji here. You will get fatigued. So just so you know, when you are um, at a kind of that wall of studying, you've pushed it to your limit, you're highly unlikely to retain information you're studying the night before. So cramming up until the moment of your test is not recommended because you can exhaust yourself. And I've had some people that say I overdid it. And then I got into the test and I was so mentally exhausted. I could not even remember my name. Study fatigue is real. So make sure you're checking in with yourself. Make sure you're practicing self-care. You will know when you have hit that wall, but don't think if you cram all night, that's going to be helpful. A good night's sleep and some really, really healthy self-care can go a long way. You want to create a study schedule early in your exam so you can focus on your weak areas and practice strategy building leading up to the exam. You do not want to be learning a bulk of the content in the days leading up to the exam. You should know it 24 to 48 hours before, and you should be reviewing and practicing self-care. So uh, my suggestion is cramming for this exam, even if you've been a crammer in the past in undergraduate or graduate work, this is not a test you want to cram for. Practicing self-care and getting a good night's sleep is crucial. You want to be 100% for test day. You are going to be anxious. You might find yourself having um, anxiety creeping in, having some trouble sleeping. That's normal. So check in with yourself. Find ways to ground yourself and find ways to be in a really good place and 100% for test day. Number three, question topics vary dramatically across different test versions. There are about five or so different versions of each level of the exam, and they are going to require a different number of answers correct to pass. However, I, this is a very big misconception, is that I see people on social media saying, my test was only diagnosis questions, or my test was 
only macro questions. That is not possible. It might feel like that when you're taking it, if a, a specific type of question throws you by surprise. However, you it's not possible to only get questions in one particular area. Um, your studying should be balanced so that you're prepared for all type of questions and topics. And if you're wondering what will be on the exam, I suggest you check out the KSAs. The ASWB puts out the KSAs, their content outlines, so there should be no surprises. Um, and each section of the test, um, there, there's different percentage of questions you will see. The ASWB also outlines that. So of the four different categories that will be seen on the exam, it will say 20% of questions will come from section one. Um, and so check that out. It is not possible to only get macro questions, to only get diagnosis questions, to only get ethics questions. They will be distributed based on those percentages that are outlined in the ASWB. So that is a misconception. It might seem like people are getting a lot more of one type of question. Just be prepared for anything that is listed in the KSAs. And that's why it's so important to have balanced studying. The fourth myth, difficulty varies dramatically across different test versions. So you might hear some people say, I got um, the harder test or I got the easier test. Yes, there are different number of questions that you need correct, but they're within a range. It's going to be very minimal difference in the number of questions. Um, it's not a dramatic difference. So just know that. And it's, it's, designed to be that way. So if you only need 97 questions correct, that would be considered a more difficult test. If you needed 103 questions correct, that would be considered an easier, but notice that's not dramatic. It's just a couple more questions. I also see on social media people saying that it was the hardest test, nobody would have passed that. That probably means that that person did not focus enough on test taking strategies, breaking down questions, or they were having gaps in some of their KSAs, which definitely could happen. Um, so when you hear someone saying that they got an impossible test, or I've heard people say, I did not recognize anything on the exam, that probably means they need to focus on breaking down questions and they need to focus on a strategy because I always stress that you should be at a point that even if you get some curveballs and you don't know, what the content is asking, you will have some strategies to at least get it down to two answer choices. So it's very important that you have a strategy. Content is important, but test taking strategy, breaking down questions is even more important. And you also want to make sure that you are covering all the content areas from the KSAs. That's often um, where sometimes people need to fill in some of those gaps. The fifth myth, um, and this is a very common trap that a lot of people fall into. Buying a lot of test materials will ensure you pass. Unfortunately, that is not the case. You do not need every single test prep material out there to pass your exam. You just need the right ones for you. So this is where it gets really tricky because people will go onto social media and they will say, what did you use to prepare? And you're going to probably get different opinions on different um, study materials and study techniques. You don't know someone else's learning style. So you need to do the research, like we talked about before, to find the right materials for you. Um, 
it doesn't matter the amount of materials you have, as long as you're going to be able to find materials that are going to cover the content that you need and that work best for your learning style. Um, and there's tons out there. Remember, buying materials does not mean you will pass. You have to utilize and leverage the materials. So just by buying it, you have to use it with fidelity. So I often will have people um, tell me that they kind of bought a program and then didn't do it with 100% fidelity. Important that you follow through with the instructions that the material is given. So if you are purchasing my Agents of Change program, I suggest that you go through it at least two times. So there'll be some people that didn't get through it. So I say next time you need to make sure that you are going through it at least two times because that second time you're going to pick up on a lot of things that you missed the first time. So even if you're using a, any other type of materials, make sure that you are following the directions put out by that material and you're using it with fidelity. Before you're purchasing your second, third, or fourth set of study materials, I want you to kind of stop, take a step back, and ask yourself, are these materials adding something that I didn't have before? You don't want to buy something that's going to be exactly what you already have. You want it to enhance your studying. So maybe you're adding some more practice questions, or maybe you're adding an audio component. But don't fall into the trap of buying materials just because they work for someone else. Um, don't just assume if you didn't pass that that material is not ever going to work for you. Think about how you can make it work for you. Um, do your research and find the right fit. I have people all the time ask me specific questions about my, my materials, and I'm more than happy to answer them because I would not want someone to make an investment in something, and then it's not going to align with their learning style. So do your research. It's okay to ask questions, but you also want to make sure that it's a credible resource. You might want to ask the you might want to check the person's background. Make sure that it is a legit company that you are purchasing from. So make sure that you are you're vetting your materials and make sure that you are getting something that's going to really work for you. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Acronyms or shortcuts work for every question. So I get a lot of questions from test takers about acronyms. Agents of Change does not teach acronyms. I sometimes teach um, study tools or study tips, um, and that might be a Mnemonica device, but I do not use the acronyms for questions. Acronyms or shortcuts can be a double-edged sword for this exam, and you really need to have a very strong handle on them if you're going to use them. They might be able to help you um, when you're stuck, and they might be good for test-taking strategies, However, they're not a one-size-fits-all path to passing. So you'll hear some people that use acronyms and it works for them, and you'll hear some people that did not use acronyms at all and they passed. Um, so don't assume just by using acronyms that means you're 100% going to pass. And make sure if you are using acronyms, you know how to use them. They are usually only for certain questions. They only apply to certain scenarios, so it's not a blanket approach. One word or phrase in a question can completely change what the question is looking for. And this is why I say 
Personally, I stay away from acronyms because you really want to critically think and you really want to use reading comprehension skills. So be careful with acronyms and know their limitations. And like I said, agents of change does not utilize acronyms when breaking down questions. Seventh myth to bust. One person's person's passing strategy will be your your personal passing strategy. Not true. There are so many different types of learning styles, and you have to think that every person has their own set of circumstances. You don't know how much time someone has to put into studying. You don't know when the person is studying. You don't know their job experience. There's so many different factors that go into studying. We all learn differently. We have different strengths and weaknesses as test takers. So if you hear someone passing, what worked for them might not work for you at all. So um, what someone says on social media is not guaranteed to work. And I also really, really want to hone in on this. Remember, it's just social media. Don't trust everything you read on the internet. I've had so many people get scammed out of money on social media. It's super, super unfortunate. And it, it really, um, it can really be very, very, very negative. So when you are taking advice from someone on social media, be mindful. Ask yourself, is this someone that is credible? What are this person's credentials? I suggest you only take advice from trusted colleagues or people that you really trust. Um, Or you have done your research and you have vetted that person. Because remember, there could be fake accounts on there. You don't want to distrust something that you see on social media. So don't trust everything you read on the internet. Um, Early in your studies, I suggest before you even begin studying, when you're trying to figure out what learning material is going to work for you, ask yourself, how do you learn best? Are you audio? Are you visual? Are you hands-on? This is going to be the key to passing. How do you best retain information? What challenges do you have with test taking that you need to manage? So is anxiety something that is part of your struggles with passing? Is it retention? Is it sitting for four hours? Develop your own personal passing strategy. Don't try to copy someone else's. You might want to lean on someone else for advice, but you don't want to completely copy what someone else did. So advice is always good, but don't um, copy what someone else is doing. It might not work for you. So just be very, very mindful. This should be personalized to your unique needs. The eighth myth that there are harder tests on certain days or in certain months. That is completely false. And I hear this one a lot. Oh, if I take the test at the beginning of the week, it's going to be easier. They give harder tests at the end of the week. It is randomized. So um, the difficulty of the exam only varies slightly within those scores that you need. You're not going to get a difficult or easier test based on the time of year, the time of day, or the week or the month that you test on. So those are complete myths. Do not listen to that if someone tells you, oh, schedule it at 8 a.m. You're you're more likely to get an easier test. It's completely randomized. Um, It's been vetted. Everyone would be doing it if that were the case. And also, don't spend your mental energy worrying about what exam you're going to get. You don't know. That is completely out of your control. Instead, focus on your studying and your test-taking strategies. So I also tell people, do a social media cleanse leading up till the days of your exam because it's not going to serve you any purpose to be on social media the day before asking, what did you have on your exam? What should I do? You need to focus on your self-care 
and your test taking strategies because so much of that is out of your control. You can only control what you can control and that is how prepared you are um, for the exam. Our next one, a lot of people say, I missed the exam by five points. Can I retest sooner than 90 days? So um, if you are not successful on your first attempt, you will have to wait 90 days to um, reschedule your exam. However, there are a few exceptions. So if you miss the exam by five points or fewer, you may be able to retest sooner than 90 days, but there are a few conditions. So it depends. That's the answer for this one. You may request a waiver that allows you to retake it sooner if you meet the criteria. And there's different criteria in some states allow waivers, some states do not. So it depends. And once again, when in doubt, check with your board. Um, you will need to check with your board first. You have to be within five. So no six, seven, eight, nine, ten does not count. In most cases, your current job or a job offer is at risk because you have not passed the exam. So usually your employer um, or someone will have to write a letter for you. Um, but this is not the case in every state. So you want to make sure that you're checking with your state. You want to make sure that they allow waivers and that what criteria you would need to meet in order to test within 90 days. So it depends. Check with your board. It depends on the state. And our last myth that we're going to cover. The exam is out of 170 questions. False. You will answer 170 questions. You will see 170 questions, but only 150 questions are scored. So you will take 170 questions. 20 questions are unscored. You will not know which 20 questions these are. These are served as pre-test questions that the board is putting out to measure the effectiveness on if they should be piloted in future exams. Once again, no purpose in trying to determine is this a scored or an unscored item, you won't know. Even if you get these unscored items correct, they do not count towards your passing number. So your score will be counted out of 150 questions. The ASWB guidance that is that a passing score is generally between 90 and 105. What I have seen most times is a passing score is between like around 97 and 103. And that would be out of 150, not out of 170, because you will have those 20 unscored items. You don't know which they are. It is important that on this exam, you answer all questions. Do not leave any blank. It's important that even if you don't know an answer, you use the strategies, you try your best, you pick an answer, and you move forward. Like I said, no um, no purpose in spending energy trying to figure out is this scored or unscored. You will not know. So do your best, put your best foot forward for all 170 questions because you never know um, which one is going to count towards that passing score. All questions are equally important. So that was our myths that we are going to uncover today. So the biggest point that I can take can tell you to take from today is do your research. Be very mindful when using social media and um, make sure that you are vetting who you are taking information from. Um, it really breaks my heart when I hear that people got scammed out of money or they just heard 
um, misinformation that they found on the internet. So when in doubt, go to the ASWB exam. The information is out there. If you need to call your board or email your board to confirm, not a bad idea. But when in doubt, double check, reach out to your board. That's the best information that I can give. If you are looking for more study content, we have paid study materials through Agents of Change, a premium course with about 30 to 40 hours of content. Um, it is geared for all learning styles, audio, visual, and there are study groups twice a month included. Um, so that is also good for hands-on learners. You can check that out at topsocialworktestprep.com or you can always shoot me any questions at agentsofchangeprep at gmail.com. And I wanted to thank you for tuning in today. I know that 2022 will be a year of a lot of passes for the ASWB exams. Remember, you got this and good luck in your studying journey. Thank you.